Okay, we're going to begin this story called Stopped by an Officer from Vosa. It's from It's a Room Life, Book 4, um, Volume 2. It's from the year 2004. I suppose if asked to explain to an ordinary citizen, that is someone who is not involved in running or operating heavy commercial vehicles, who Vosa are, I would say they are the Gestapo of the lorry industry. Vosa, or Vehicle and Operator Services Agency, are a government body that police everything to do with heavy commercials. They are responsible for the testing stations and spot checks at the roadsides. Everything regarding legislation for commercial vehicles comes under their control. They are very much like the VAT officers in that they have special powers to demand this and that. Under normal circumstances, the people one avoids like the plague. The actual day. Well, on this day, I'm going to tell you about, one of these people was following me after I'd collected a load of hay from our supplier, Mr G, at Croft near Skegness. The roads in that area around Skegness are bad. Fen roads built on marshland. They are narrow and have steep cambers with deep dikes on both sides of the road. I'd been diverted from my normal route by roadworks and on approaching Burilla Marsh to eventually join the main road and turn for home, I stopped to check my load. There were 14 round bales of hay on the flatbed of the lorry and another 12 on the twin-axle low-loader trailer. The whole ensemble had been thrown this way and that, crossing those dreadful fen roads, and it was wise to ensure all the securing straps were still holding everything properly before joining the busy A road. A car pulled up behind me and I thought the driver was under the impression that I had stopped for some obstruction or other, despite the fact that I had indicated that I was stopping. The driver introduced himself as a Vosa officer and said he had been following me for some little while and became interested in my vehicle and load. Thus began the interrogation. Where had I come from? Whose vehicle was it? Where was I going? How much did the load weigh? The last question was difficult to answer as hay is a variable. Every bale is different, but in round figures they can weigh about 500 weights each. This gave me about 3.5 tonnes on the lorry, which was well within its limit, and another 3 tonnes on the trailer, which was registered as 3.5 tonnes gross, that is trailer and load. Just come this way, sir. The officer certainly knew his onions and quite soon told me he wanted my lorry to follow him to the nearest commercial waybridge. Fortunately, this was not too far away, some three miles in the direction of Skegness, in the opposite direction to the one I wanted to go in. Here he found that as the trailer was close coupled, he could not get a reading of the exact weight of the trailer and its load. The trailer axles are very close together, so part of the load is carried by the tow bar of the trailer where it connects to the lorry. It is not a sensible idea to detach the trailer while loaded. The total weight of trailer and its load was just inside the 3.5 tonnes, 
to prosecute me, he had to show that I had overloaded the trailer on one of its axles. But because of the way the trailer was constructed, he could not prove it. He was not going to give in though, as the vehicle I was driving had no road fund licence displayed in the lorry window. I'd explained that it had been off the road for several months as it was only basically used for collecting hay and straw were used. I was genuinely certain that a tax disc was on my desk in the office and I'd just forgotten to display it. He declared that he would follow me to the horse centre and check my vehicle records. Here I should explain that a responsible vehicle operator keeps good records of regular safety checks on vehicles and servicing etc. Back on my desk the tax disc was for the second lorry, the horse box. I'd forgotten to tax the hay and straw lorry. Black mark there but he said that provided I did tax it that day he would not prosecute. He asked endless questions about the operation of the horse centre and after about an hour declared that we should have an operator's licence. I did know all about these things from my days at ECYB Transport. I I was also confident that as we did not sell anything the lorries carried that we were not required to have this kind of licence which was expensive and demanded far stricter controls. It also meant that someone in the operation of the, of the centre needed to have a transport manager's licence. Fortunately, I do have one of these and argued my case vociferously. Adamant. The officer was, however, adamant and insisted we applied for the statutory operator's licence. This involved newspaper advertisements declaring our intentions so that neighbours and Uncle Tom Cobley and all could protest to the proposal of the horse centre becoming an operating centre for commercial vehicles if they felt inclined. To To digress a little here, it had only been a couple of years or so before when we had been collecting second-hand pallets to raise funds when we could have been genuinely caught out for not having one of these licences as at that time we were actually selling the pallets. We also had to prove to the traffic commissioners that we had sufficient finance available to operate the vehicles properly. We were lucky with this requirement as we had been left a legacy recently and there was still some money in the bank. This is not normally the case. If we could confirm to everything required of us, or indeed if there had been any objection locally, sorry, if we could not conform to everything required of us, or indeed if there had been any objection locally, then the lorries would have to go. This would have been a disaster. The licence was eventually granted, and we had to pay a further hundreds of pounds for the actual licence itself. But now the sanctuary for horses was officially an operating centre for two commercial vehicles and could theoretically apply for more. The status of the premises had been changed forever and in the future this could be to our advantage. I did also get the road fund licence that day and never did see that officer again. Five years later, when the licence came up for renewal, the centre had become an official registered charity, so we did not renew the licence as the status of the whole operation had changed. There we are, 
a bit complicated, but I hope you enjoyed that story. Brought to you by Cracker Books, written and read by Keith Sanders. Okay, this is a new ending to all our stories. There's no shop anymore. Since Covid, we decided to allow free access to all our complete books, videos and audio stories. You can access them all via our new website. The address is www.itsarumlife.com The spelling I-T-S-A-R-U-M-L-I-F-E dot com No spaces. Itsarumlife.com There we are. Have a, <laughs> have a good look and thank you for listening.